Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hey. And we're welcoming back Chris. What's up, everybody? Uh, how's it going? Yo. It's going. Uh, Bands back together. Yeah. The the wild hogs right again. <laughs> I was, I was going to say Yoko Ono's out of the picture, but I don't know who Yoko is. So yeah. that, did, uh, that analogy didn't work. Oh man, I'm I'm excited. Well, she was she was married to John Lennon. That's true. I so I we kicked John Lennon out too. He's gone. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I am really excited for this episode because uh, we are going to be talking about a great movie that we all saw um, mm. over the weekend, and uh, Chris saw it twice. Which I did see it out. twice. Um, and we're also going to be talking about some cool news that dropped. And Nintendo was very lucky and dropped a chunk of news today instead of on a Thursday. So wait, so why is Nintendo lucky? No, we're lucky. Did I, did oh, I word okay. that correct incorrectly? Nintendo's also yes. pretty lucky, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> they are pretty lucky. Yeah. So let's talk about. Uh, we don't need to do like major spoilers or anything okay. um, about Detective Pikachu. Because I loved this movie. I want to talk about yeah, it before like we the, do the the, the, the first good video game movie. Wait a second. Do we all agree on something? Or you got you guys are messing <laughs> with me. This is a trap. I, I disagree <laughs> that it's the first good video game movie because Mortal Kombat existed. And I All right, well <laughs> it's a different kind of good though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different kind <laughs> of most good. Most video games most video games before this were a Either really bad or so bad it's good, but this is yeah. actually like a legit good movie. No, you're right. The '90s Mortal Kombat was in the it was in the vein of so bad it's good. Yeah, I guess. Yes. I'll take it. I'll and take uh, it. the and the original Super Mario Bros. movie. Yes, that, that's in that, that category also. So are we are we saying that the first Pokemon movie was not good, like the animated one? Because that was well, in those don't count. Oh, live because, action, live action. Yeah, we're talking. Yes. Yeah, what are we because we're talking live action? Yeah. And that's different because that was, that wasn't a movie based on the games. That was a movie based on the anime. Gotcha. Okay, okay. You're you're I right. I mean, it's sort right. it's sort of a technicality, but the anime does have its own characters and story. I mean, going on. right. And this does have its own video game. Yeah, that's so true. it it technically is the first like genuinely good video game movie, and it is really. Really impressive and visually stunning. Um, I want to ask you guys, uh, I'll say mine first, um, what your favorite Pokemon that showed up in the movie? Because I did not expect my favorite Pokemon, Golurk, to show up. But Mm. there he was in the background, just this giant, you know, ghost in a suit of armor type deal. And it was super cool to see him in the movie. That was cool. Yeah. Um, he but, shows up more than once, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I, when he showed up in the second half, I was like, "Whoa, okay, <laughs> great." I mean, I think I think all of them were like that. Like they chose a certain amount of Pokemon and they just peppered them all over throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So, so what was your favorite, Seth? What What is your favorite that showed up? Uh, I had to. I really appreciated appreciated the uh, Pancham and Pangoro that were in there. Oh, I love yeah. those little panda guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Are some of my favorite Pokemon from the X and Y generation, and and Chris. Uh, well, I didn't. They 
Machamp's my favorite, one of my favorite Pokemon, and they showed him in the trailer. But then, no spoilers when you get to see him again. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, man, there was there was a lot of good moments. Um, the I do love, I loved all of the ways that they showed the Pokemon because you yeah me too you don't always think of Pokemon as animals I guess in a weird way but to watch a world develop in front of you where like just pidgeys are flying through the air instead of normal birds mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. seeing that kind of stuff was really surreal and strange yeah and and just like different plant based pokemon that live inside yeah, that of there. the ground as plants uh, it was like you you can assume in the beginning scene that those are oddishes but it like never yeah yeah but it never yeah, that's what i thought says they were. that they are but that's what i thought they were too yeah, it's it was really neat. Um, the acting was okay to good. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed. I thought the acting was it was mostly good. the The script was kind of terrible, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it's also a kids movie, so I can give yeah. it I can give it uh, the benefit of the doubt because it was very much like the script of a Pokemon movie. Mm-hmm. I thought the acting started out really shallow just not good just really kind of shallow and not really passionate and then as the story went on and they were able to kind of feel it out it got better but at first i was like ah man this needs to pick up definitely the i i was really impressed with how they made some of the pokemon look too like it i know during the trailers we all were like kind of being like, oh, that's weird. Jigglypuff is furry, you know. Yeah. But of course, how else would Jigglypuff be? Mm-hmm. Um, but like seeing the, because I don't think there was ever close-ups of like the Bulbasaur and stuff. Like Bulbasaur looked really cool, mm-hmm. and I agree. It there was a bunch of neat just seeing these beings, you know, envisioned in a real-world scenario is neat. Yeah, definitely. And seeing someone use a Pokeball was yeah, really weird and incredible. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He when he pushed it and then pushed the button and then threw it, I was like, ah, I should not be weirded out by this because it happens in the anime all the time. But it's really weird to see no, it yeah. in person. The only thing that was different is that the Pokeball didn't like grow in size. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too. I guess that would have been a little harder to explain in live action. Like it it sort of makes sense in a cartoon, but just to see something expand like that in, in real life would be strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was really neat. I really enjoyed it. I recommend it to just about anyone. And yep. it made me really want this game to be ported to Switch because I want to play it. I don't know about you guys. I really wanted to. I never played Detective Pikachu, but I heard the movie stayed pretty close to the game. But I don't know. Yeah, if that's, that's true what not. I've I've read about it. I mean, the the movie is certainly a lot more extravagant. Yeah. Um, and I think it has a different ending. Okay. Um, and the uh, the character that Catherine Newton played is I don't think she exists in the game. Okay. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's probably a fun little game, but you know, I'm not super interested in it. And it it could it wouldn't be as like visually appealing as the movie would be. Right. But, you know, who knows? Maybe the, this might, ho- hopefully this will 
um, get some momentum for a sequel, though. That'd yeah, cool. absolutely. There's so much they can do. Yeah. I don't know how a sequel would work in the movie, considering the ending. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they could figure it out. Absolutely. Also, I really liked how the um, the villain, the guy you find out as a villain, mm-hmm. is basically the villain from uh, Pokemon the Movie 2000. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah. I Yeah. I Oh, you're right. Because like in the Pokemon the movie 2000 there weren't there weren't as many Pokemon. So um he he couldn't have had all the kind of same stuff. But he his whole thing was he was obsessed with Mewtwo and and Mew and he was obsessed with mm-hmm. the legendary Kanto birds and they used them to capture Lugia. Um and then when we first see this, uh, when we first go into the office of this character in the movie. He's got all of this paraphernalia around there about legendary Pokemon. He's, like, obsessed with them and, and what they can do. Mm-hmm. It's, uh... I mean, he didn't have a giant floating castle, which would have been cool. <laughs> that big statue of Arceus was really dope. Yeah. That was really cool. <sighs> Too bad Lugia was only in it as a balloon, but he yeah. was Yeah, you can't, you can't have it all. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man... Seeing Lugia in the movie would be cool. Yes, I, I I hope it leads to like, I think it would be cool to have a franchise of this of this. I mean, I don't know how much you could get into like legendary Pokemon and stuff, but they figured out a way to put Mewtwo in it. I, they could probably do some other cool things. Absolutely. Yeah. Imagine um, imagine one with like Zygarde complete form, where he's just like this gigantic city sized monster. Yeah, basically, basically like a Gundam, essentially. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really excited to see what happens with this series, and if yes. they if they end up doing, uh, it'd be really cool if this does well enough that they decide to do like Red's Tale, and as a movie, possibly. See, I don't um, I don't know that that that's that a compelling story. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I guess I could see that, but I would still want to see Pokemon battles that look this cool and good. Yeah, but yeah, again, it's sort of a different thing. The Pokemon battle worked in the movie because it was just it was just kind of that one scene that was an actual Pokemon battle, and the yeah, other yeah. ones weren't really the prototypical battles. So I think you could throw one of them in there, but I just don't think that a whole movie of Red traveling through Kanto and beating gyms, like, that wouldn't be that compelling. Like, you'd have to focus it on the story of him versus Team Rocket, but I don't yeah. know. It's, still, it's mm-hmm. still not a lot because there's not a lot of story in that game. Yeah, I get it. I just want to see more of my boy Blastoise destroying Gengars. And uh, can I add that Gengar looked really stupid? Oh, no, really? You think so? I didn't like the way he looked at all. Uh-huh. He's also, yeah. I love Gengar, too. I just thought he looked I- dumb. You'd think he would look, and they probably could if if they were focusing on him. But you'd think he would look more terrifying. Yeah, that's he looked silly. Cause like if if they're trying to be realistic and these are like legitimate ghosts, like spirits of dead Pokemon mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever how however all the ghost Pokemon are are formed, because they're all formed from terrifying things. But they should probably look terrifying. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, Gengar is kind of goofy looking, but they could they could definitely lean into that. Make him look like the Joker, and like so so goofy, it's scary. I think it was also um, like being next to Blastoise, who looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, compare compare that Gengar to those Apom that were 
that were attacking. They were they were they were terrifying looking. And they're just monkeys. Oh yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um so we we all liked it. We agreed yeah. on something. Um which as far is, as, is also a saint. As far as movies goes, it's a I'll give it a suplex certified. I yeah. Agree. Suplex certified movie. Um, what were you saying about Ryan Reynolds, Chris? I just think right now he's just in his stride, and anything he touches is just gold right now. Yeah, he's getting that's just that's just me. He, like any like if he's in it, I'm like at least semi interested. Yeah, he's, true. He's definitely doing him. Absolutely. Um. So I've been like those dumb commercials he's in. <laughs> I don't know what dumb commercials you're talking about. <laughs> There's a lot of them. The there, yeah, like, there's definitely a lot of them. Where he's got the body double who doesn't look anything like him. Yes. Most of them are him like playing mobile games or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like it's like Clash of Clans or something. Yeah, they're all pretty bad, but they're they're funny. They're funny. Yeah. Big big yikes! But I guess you got to get that paycheck. Big, big so, oof. Um, so let's talk about games we played and games we didn't play this week, because um, <laughs> as I said last week, I was going to have beaten Devil May Cry 5 by this week. And um, David of last week forgot um, that Mother's Day was this weekend. Survey and, says? No. <laughs> and uh, I did not finish Devil May Cry 5. Uh, but Seth and I did complete Borderlands 1. We did. Game of the Year HD, despite the game fighting against us. Only we, the, the campaign, though. None of the DLC. Yeah. We, we beat the game, and we beat the game by actually playing it and succeeding. Because it really fought us. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I'm kind of glad, Chris, because I know we mentioned to you possibly getting it, that you didn't get it. Didn't get uh, Which one? Days Gone? No, Borderlands uh, Game of the Year. Oh, I have it. I the just... Borderlands 1? Oh, no, 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 I don't have Borderlands 1, sorry. I have okay. the Handsome Collection, that's right, my bad. So, so Borderlands 1, the issue is, uh, we talked about it last week, but they still haven't fixed it, so we can talk about it again, because we beat it. Um, that if you are not the host, the game runs like complete trash for you. Ugh. And um, it was really fun, especially during the final portions of Borderlands 1, when you're fighting the Guardians... Yeah. The Iridians. The, yeah. the Iridians, yeah. And uh, they have weird bodies and, and smaller hitboxes, and none of your bullets can hit them. So you just have to yep. use a shotgun and pray that you're hitting them. <laughs> it was definitely fun. It's, a, it's, it's an issue, certainly. But we figured it out. We got through it. The Destroyer, the final boss, is still as terrible as ever. Uh, but it seems like they made it. They made it a little easier, uh, which was good. Yeah, it was either a little easier or it's that we were completely overpowered. <laughs> I can't. That's true. I, we were. I can't quite figure out. We which were like one. we were like three levels over uh, what everything else was, and we also had legendary gearbox weapons, which kind of just break the game. Yeah. Um, and those were pro- those weapons were probably like. Eight levels below what our level was. <laughs> yeah, we we hadn't used the gearbox, the the golden chest. Yeah, you're right. About eight levels, probably. Yikes! But hey, but it was fun though. 
I mean, it's it's hard for me to say if you'd never played the game to get this and go play it. Um, but for a person who has played it, um, uh, I was totally fine with us being able to just kind of cheese our way through it and without much issue because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've already experienced that stuff for the first time. Um, and so it, I, I just I just kind of was, was wanting to just kind of blaze through it. All right, me too, to be honest, because I forgot a lot of stuff. And some of the stuff I thought happened in Borderlands 1 turns out happens in Borderlands 2. Yeah, it was really funny how we would every every few hours through we would get to a point and you're like, all right, we're almost done. And then it turns out there's a whole new uh, group of missions for us to do again. <laughs> so, Chris, did you play anything? Uh, this week I... I got. I've actually gotten back into Dead by Daylight. Um, okay. But playing as the killer because playing a survivor uh, is pretty broken with how just not 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 the game mechanics, but the if you guys think like WoW or League is toxic, like Dead by Daylight's pretty damn toxic. <gasps> oh, like no. it's like it's up there with like being one of the most toxic games because. Uh, the way the level up system works is to level up as a survivor, you have to be like altruistic, which the way you get altruism points is by like pulling survivors off the hooks and things like that. So a lot of people will bait you while they're, they'll pull you off the hook while the killer's coming. Obviously the killer's going to go after you because you're already injured. And it's just, I don't know. It's just really, no one's nice. Like everybody just needs to be nice. So when you're a killer, um, you're by yourself. So it's contingent on what you do. You're the lone wolf. And so I've, I've been getting back in with my boy Leatherface. I've been getting some 4Ks, which means killing everybody, and been having fun with that. Um, I also, a couple weeks ago, I talked to David about this a little bit. I feel like he, uh, yesterday or the day before that I got into The Witcher 3 um, because it's my little brother's favorite game. I didn't promise, but I told him I would play it one day. Uh, I'm probably 10 to 15 hours in. And I really, really like it. Uh, it's a shame I didn't play it before God of War because I feel like I have to compare it to God of War. Because for me, like, I know The Witcher Three is like way more expansive as far as an RPG, but the combat in God of War to me is pretty much perfect. And the combat in Witcher Three is kind of where it lacks. But the story and the way The Witcher Three works and progresses is pretty awesome, and I can see why it's like on everybody's like top tier list. I don't really have much to say about it yet because I'm only so far in but the the lore and just the way the ways you can uh play the game and kind of choose how you want to do it and then the story arcs are crazy so like the choices you make uh when they reflect at the end it's it's i did one of the i did the first kind of big story arc the last time i played and it ended in just like tragedy and it was it's pretty cool it's cool that to see your choices actually mean something where some games it's like make these choices but then it's the same it's the same destination or the same consequence. So I've been mm. playing those two. Um, oh, I've also been playing. This is really funny, and then I'll shut up uh, because I haven't been on the cast in a while. I've also been playing uh, NBA Playgrounds Two. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Which... I figured you. I figured you played because you played the first one, dude. It's so fun. They fixed everything that was wrong with it uh, from the first game. Uh, a lot of the kiddos I work with bought it, so like we have really good conversations about like what characters we unlocked and what their stats are and how to level them up. So it's a good, 
it's uh it's good for it's good for multiple reasons it's a good game it's super fun it's it's a time killer um dunking on you know ai or real life opponents is never gets old and then it's really the the grinding for the packs is awesome like i won't spend microtransactions i'll just grind for packs which you can open a gold pack which has the best players in about 30 minutes of playing and you get five you get four cards and currency so it's not it's not you know uh, Mortal Kombat, where you got to do you know ten hours to get a cosmetic skin or something. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, I'm really enjoying it, uh, and it's a good game where you know you don't want to stress about The Witcher Three or stress about people trolling you in Dead by Daylight. So it just and I got it on the Switch, which makes it even better. Nice. Play being able to play it on the go is a big deal. Absolutely, I agree. Um, Do you think uh, that if they put The Witcher on Switch, they would call it The Witcher 3 Switcher Edition? Ooh. (laughs) They would call it The Switcher 3. Oh, my gosh. This is a conversation I don't want to be a part of. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I think you do. I I mean, I might. It would take some prodding, but... uh. I might In real be. life, you would definitely join this conversation. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, I really so the reason I'm holding back on is I want to hear what Seth has been playing besides Borderlands. Well, um, I know you've been playing other things. Yes, you know I got the usual of uh, throwing Tetris in there. Um, I just I'm I'm never gonna stop playing that game. I think. Yeah, I, Nintendo Switch Online, which you were not going to buy. Yeah, has ended up being an extremely valuable free Amazon purchase for you. Oh yeah, I mean, once I saw what Tetris ninety nine was, I was like, "Look, this I have to play this." It's just like the perfect game to play to do nothing in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, and I also I did not uh, beat Sekiro, um, so it's probably never going to happen at this point. Um, <laughs> It's just never. It's gonna. It's gonna go to the wind. It's rough, dude. From software is rough. I no, love and that it's movie. not. I mean, I. It's just, the problem is like I was in a groove, and then I, and then school got in the way of me dedicating time to it. Um, and I met the final two bosses of the game, and and both of those need a lot of time for me to figure out how to do it. Yeah. Um, and. Then when I had time once again to play it, you know, all of my skills have have rusted. Yeah. Um, and so it's going to take even more for me to, to be able to beat them. Um, and it's just like, you know, I could I could do that and just be frustrated for hours upon hours or do something or. else. <laughs> uh, and so as of this point, I have chosen every time to do something else. Yeah, um, totally understand. Hopefully, hopefully one day I will do it because I want to I want to finish it. I did all the stupid work to get the quote unquote good ending. Um, I've done like almost everything in the game and I just want to, I want to get, I want to do it. I want to get to the end, but it's, it's, uh, it's not looking like that'll happen anytime <laughs> soon. Eventually. Um, yeah. And I also, I started playing final fantasy seven, um, because the, uh, the news that happened in the previous week made me want to, um, dive into it. And so, uh, I'm, you know, I think I'm like two hours into the game so not much and it's an old game yeah. so i'll have i'll have 
I'll I'll be able to I'll have more thoughts when we talk about the actual news about Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for you to play Final Fantasy VII all the way through, and for I I kind of I'm excited to hear your reactions to some of the stuff in it because, um, like you said, we were talking about, you know, we do some planning for this podcast. Um, and while we were talking about it, Seth had said they he he had barely gotten out of Midgard before. Um, so I'm excited for to hear about your. Uh, adventures yeah uh it'll be good i mean it'll be slow going through it probably but you know it's a long game now i will say um you know and don't be ashamed of this but go make sure that you see because i'm 99 percent sure that final fantasy 7 has some stuff like golden sun does where there's some extra characters you can get for your party that if you yeah. go to a certain point, you can't get. Yeah, um, I know all about uh, about Yuffie and and Vincent and yeah stuff like that. Good old Vincent, dude. I uh, he's Vincent, Vincent Valentine. Yep. the band. Well, no, we're, we don't talk about them. <laughs> o- Ocala's finest. Uh, uh, but one thing I one thing I've forgotten about it, like um, the game was it was kind of revolutionary at the time like visually because they use pre-rendered um backgrounds that you move around on yeah and i'd I'd forgotten just how like cinematic they they did some of the stuff like they're actual like it's hard to say they're good looking for now but like there's some there's some impressive stuff that i can imagine like if i was playing it uh as a kid i would have been like oh my god this looks amazing oh yeah i remember playing it as a kid and having that reaction is nuts and then, like, disc two out of four would get scratched up and you wouldn't be able to get past it. And Oh, yeah. That's oh. my Final Fantasy VIII story. Never, <laughs> never finished it. Because no, the last disc uh, was unreadable. You you might not ever get a chance to finish that game. So I mean, I own it on Steam, but it's just... It's so much to... Like, that's not the kind of game that I want to play on my computer. Yeah. Um... So we we briefly touched on it. Um, Xbox's official Twitter posted this earlier, and I I'm gonna spring this on you guys because you said earlier about Borderlands. Um, if you have it off the cuff, what is a game that you wish you could go back and play without knowing anything? Like you would you you would basically wipe it from your memory and replay it, dude. I can't believe you're asking this because I was literally going to ask this at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Because Bryce asked me this the other day because he was talking about Witcher 3 was his. That if he could go back like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and be Jim Carrey, except it's with a video game, that he would pick yeah. Witcher 3. So that's, I'm glad you asked it because it's crazy. I was going to ask that same question. Seth, you go first. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I've played a lot of very good games in my life. Um, I think uh, I probably have to go with just, and this is probably just because it's it's on my brain because of because of recent stuff. I think I would love to be able to play through the enormity of Persona Five again for the first time without like knowing all the stuff that was going on, just because everything in that game. 
like every single turn of the plot and every character it was just it just astounded me um and so yeah i wish i could do that and hopefully once uh the royal comes out i will be able to do that nice. in a sense <laughs> um i'll go ahead and go next uh mine would be and i think i've said but mine would be bioshock one Dude, yeah, that was going to be one of mine for sure. I've played Bioshock 1 so many times, but every time it, it kind of doesn't have the shine because um, a lot of that game, the the shine relies on, you know, experiencing things for the first time. So, like, uh, experiencing, like, Sander Cohen and yeah. that whole yeah. artist portion again for the first oh, yeah. time. And um, especially the big twist in Bioshock. But, like... Going through that artist portion and going through like the ice and stuff, and um, there's just a lot of things in that game that were was just so mind blowing the first time I played it. I would it would be interesting to do it again uh, for sure. And that's literally a game that should be coming out like now. Like it's it was that game came out way too early for like the scope of video games. In yeah, my opinion. it was it was very it was ahead of its time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would kind of say, um, definitely some cool RPG elements in there with the different um, plasmids. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I spaced on the name of that for a second. <laughs> um, different plasmids and stuff like that, and the guns and the strategy with the big daddies and everything. So. Uh, Chris, what would yours be? Uh, I have, like, Bioshock would definitely be up there. Um, I think kind of, kind of cheating, uh, like if we're, if we're talking just to experience the game, like the, the elements of the game, it would probably be, it would probably be Last of Us. I know that's a cheap answer, but I literally was, I've never been more, I think, like engulfed into a game as I was with with The Last of Us when we're talking story wise. Obviously everybody had their Borderlands too, like did I eat, like did the sun come up and go down moments, but with Last of Us it was like I I, I was in I was in. Like there was I was Joel or I was Ellie. I was experiencing everything. So that'd be an, a good one. That'd be another good one to go through. But with Last of Us 2, I kind of get the same experience, so I'm excited. Um, And then for nostalgia purposes, it'd be fun to kind of sit down and play uh, Turtles in Time for the first time. That's (laughs) one of my favorite games. And uh, a lot of cool moments. And, you know, for its time, it was was one of the first, uh, like, cooperative, local cooperative games I can remember playing. And uh, my brother and I and my dad and I used to have a lot of fun. So that would, it'd be fun to like sit down and play that again. So I, I have uh, another one that's kind of it's not exactly the question you're asking, um, uh, and I think this is kind of what Chris is getting at with the Turtles in Time thing. I this isn't a game that I wish I could delete my memory from and play it again for the first time, but I wish I could go back to um, playing Destiny One when it first came out. Gotcha. Yeah. Because, like, if if I play Destiny 1 for the first time right now, it would have, it would be nothing like the same experience. Um, and a lot of games, like, that's why I picked Persona 5, just because um, 
it's more relevant to me currently. Like mm-hmm. if I if I went back and played Golden Sun for the first time uh, without any knowledge of it, I don't know that it would have the same effect yeah. on me as it did when I played it. Gotcha. Um, like it, with the circumstances and that that and which and around where it went, how I got the game and, and when I played it, uh, um, but if I could like recreate the the circumstances and the time of when Destiny Year One was, I would I would love to play that again, especially on something besides like PS3 probably. No, so I would want to better. do it on the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, that was good. I'm, that game, that ga- it didn't look as bad on PS3 as you said it did. I don't know. I looked at it. Yeah, I also looked at it. it. <laughs> he looked I at looked it. at yours while you were playing it. It was no different to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, even right. playing Destiny Two now on Xbox One, I don't think it's any better. Visually. Okay, well, now you're just <laughs> saying things to make a point. <laughs> with that <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you went back and looked you would be like oh that pop in is not good <laughs> uh, um, we, we also don't have X's which who does Seth have an X on X oh I do no yeah. I know you do but I meant Seth and I don't yeah yeah so uh, I don't know how much that actually affects anything but you know I in my head, it's it. My TV says it works in 4K and it's working. So <laughs> I'm glad you're saying that. In my head, it uh, it looks better. So I know it's yeah. I mean, sometimes story. you got to pay a lot of money for peace of mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some news. News, news, news. I there's a lot. Um, the Steam Summer Sale days got leaked. Um, that's going to be June 25th. Yep. I almost said June 25th. But it's going to be June 25th to July 9th. Uh, which is pretty neat. Uh, it is indeed in summer, so I assumed you know it would be happening again. Um, but it is nice to know the dates so you can have your wallet ready. Yep, prepare those wallets. So I mean, the Summer Sale has been getting worse every year, so... It's so? as, it, I bought it, a I bought a ton of games last year, but maybe I didn't. I you know maybe they were on sale at previous Steam sales. Yeah, and I just never bought them. Like the whole draw of the summer sale used to be that there were values on games that you would not be able to get at any other time during the year, and now you basically can, because um, games the games you put on the games that are on sale on the summer sale now are games that have been on sale and will be on sale again for the same prices. I feel you. I'm, I, I'm, I'm seeing if they'll put that spicy Sekiro on sale. Yeah. I'm personally excited to hopefully get the expansions for Civ Six, uh, and hope they go on sale, yeah, which they probably will. I need to get uh, Kentucky Route Zero, too, because Seth's been telling me to do it. Yeah, man. I'm waiting for TV edition yeah. whenever it comes That's out. What I'm That's doing. true, too. It's not, I'm in that purgatory of like, because the last episode still hasn't come out, right? Nope. So it's like, do I wait for all the episodes? Do I wait for? The I would Switch? wait. I would wait for all of them. Yeah, it's, that's it's, what I've done. Like, I haven't played the penultimate episode yet, just because, like, it's so far removed from me playing the original ones. Uh, so I would just rather have the whole thing and be able to play through it that way. Yeah. 
I would. It would be hilarious if the if it comes out while Seth is at his Ugh. camp. Ah, uh, <laughs> it would kill me. I mean, it wouldn't be that bad. I, I I'd probably be more excited than anything, just because I know that it's out. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um. So Sony had a state of play that wasn't bad. So that's good. Um, it happened last week on Thursday, and the first big announcement they had, um, which I realized that I'm not, I didn't think it was a big announcement, but when I saw my Twitter afterwards, a lot of people were excited for Monster Hunter World Iceborne, yeah. which is going to add a whole new map, and I think changes to current maps for if you want them. Are they going to add ice? Yeah, they they are making it winter, but they're also adding a bunch of monsters. Ah, uh, yeah. yep. Because you know you're a monster hunter, so there's yeah, gonna be more monsters. What we'll, would we'll be the point if there are no more monsters? <laughs> yeah, um, and that's coming out September sixth, twenty nineteen. So that's coming up soon, and it's gonna be apparently a pretty sizable uh, add-on. So that'll be cool. Um, Chris is going to love this. They're doing a predator hunting grounds, which looks like a, like a dead by daylight esque four V one where someone is the predator and other people are the Marines. I'm assuming. Yep. I'm going to be a sexual trainosaurus. <laughs> I can't wait. And it's, that... it's made by Ilphonic who did the Friday the 13th game. Same developer. Really? S- yeah. Same developer. So, uh, if anybody is if anybody's an OG Riri, they know that I used to talk about Friday the Thirteenth all the time to the dismay of Seth and David. Yep. Uh, and so can uh, confirm. He can <laughs> confirm. He can and will confirm that he was in dismay. But uh, I'm su- I love Predator. Um, I thought the Friday the Thirteenth game was really good until they until the license got wrapped up in the legality of everything and then they couldn't add on to it and the game died just because there's no more content that they can possibly give it. So the game kind of died, which sucks, but uh, it looks like they just basically jumped ship to another popular franchise. So it's still coming to switch apparently, which is strange. Yeah. It'd but... be fun. It'd be fun. Uh, Dead by Day- uh, Friday the 13th coming to switch. Yeah. Oh, cool. So is dead by daylight, but yeah, dead by daylight too. Um, but yeah, this will be neat. Um, there have been other games that have kind of done this, but you had to be aliens fighting the predators. Yes, I remember that so, game. So um, this will be neat. Um, Medieval remake, which I forgot was coming, but um, was I'm still very excited about it. Is coming October oh, yeah. 25th. Uh, I have very fond memories of playing Medieval over and over again on a jam packed demo disc until <laughs> I actually had the legit version. And this game was very good and had some great humor, and I'm very excited to play through it again. It, they've they look like they've added a lot of quality of life stuff and made it. Uh, of course, it looks a million times better because it's not a oh, PS1 yeah. game. So, did either of you play this game? I nope. I definitely played a little bit of it. I don't think I finished it. Um, my my PS1 was like dedicated to like road rash and a lot of like a siphon filter twisted Mm. metal but i do remember borrowing medieval or something and playing a big portion of it and i really liked it but i think i borrowed it so you know when you're in elementary school middle school you got to give games back have you have chris have you seen the stuff 
that the, I guess there are Easter eggs in Days Gone. Days that, Gone, yeah. That, that reference that it's in the same universe as Siphon Filter. Yeah, that would be uh, that would make the game better by default. So it's like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they're just saying that. So they're like, oh, all you Siphon Filter fans, pick the game up because they almost got me. But uh, yeah, the reviews, no thanks. Sorry guys. Maybe maybe Black Friday. I'll, maybe I'll give it a snag. But I did see that there are Easter eggs, and I do love Siphon Filter. Yep. And then the the big daddy of the the whole thing. Um, this granted, now we are talking more about this than almost the length of the Sony State of Play because this thing was <laughs> only like ten minutes long. Yeah, it was short. Um, but they ended it with a trailer. For the Final Fantasy VII remake, an actual trailer with actual gameplay. Yeah, and, and no people talking. Way. <laughs> <laughs> people talking, and it looks like it's Final Fantasy XV esque combat, which is dope. I mean, it looks closer to Kingdom Hearts, hopefully, because Final Fantasy XV combat is kind of boring. Yeah, one can hope that they just do all the combat as Kingdom Hearts combat for the rest of Final Fantasy. Uh, forever. I mean, I still there's still value in turn-based games. Yeah. But we got to hear Barrett speak, which was interesting. Yep, he sounds um, exactly like Mr. T. Yep. <laughs> we we got to see uh, Aerith and Cloud. And the uh, I'm sure Seth already got to him, um, but the weird scorpion boss from the first reactor like the first boss of the game yeah that was really cool to see yeah Uh, and yeah all the all the stuff from the midgard uh area and then we the i mean the trailer ended it was very brief but it looked very good and it was mainly midgard stuff and there was a little bit of sephiroth at the end and then there was a news release afterwards that reconfirmed that this game is going to be episodic yep which I don't know how I feel about that part. I mean, they said when the when the initial plan about the episodic game was talked about, they said um, that what they want to do is like just because of the scale of Final Fantasy VII, that it would take a very long time to um, recreate that in one single game um, using like what today's standard of games are. Um, and so they want to instead make like three, like full fledged sixty hour games, um, but have them be episodes, have them be like parts of the story. Um, so people have been speculating that the first episode would be all of Midgar, and that they, you know, they would expand on some of the stuff that you never got to see in the in the original release. Um, make it more of an open world kind of thing, uh, which would be cool. Yeah, but it, but I, I hope so. In episodes, they're not going to be like... It's not going to be like a, a Telltale game where each one is like five hours long. Yeah. Because it wouldn't really All make right. sense for you've, what the game you've, is. You've made me feel better about it for now. I mean, so, it's, it's still kind of annoying because you'd rather be able to have the whole package right at once. But we'll see. So... Um, the that was the end of the Sony State of Play. 
Um, I would bet that we're going to get another one of these during E3 time. Absolutely. Um, because uh, as me and Seth were theorizing the other day, that Sony, they have to have something coming out in 2019. Um, it just got announced that Last of Us Part Two um, was entering the final stages of development, so I don't think it's coming out 2019. I mean, unless it's like very late 2019. Yeah, it would have to be, you're looking at November. Um. I, I mean I don't I don't know what Sony could have up its sleeve. Um it uh, Hideo Kojima is um teasing another trailer for Death Stranding. Uh if that comes out in twenty nineteen, that would be big for Sony. Yeah. But um I guess I'll pose the question real quick. What do you think Sony could have for the rest of the year? I mean if I mean, they're not at E3 on yeah. purpose, obviously. I don't know. But I can't... A... Like I said, they have to have something. Um, I do not think we'll get a, a say-to-play thing during E3. Um, I just don't think for for the amount of content that they have put in the past ones, uh, I don't think... I think it would be kind of embarrassing for them to release one of them like this during E3. I mean, even uh, even if they had held off this Final Fantasy thing for during e3 it's still it would have been kind of a bad look um because you would then we, we would immediately be getting news from it from the square enix press conference um yeah i don't expect them to be involved in e3 at all outside of like third-party games that will be on uh playstation 4 for the rest of the year i don't really know um it's Unless one of the one of their big games that they have coming out surprises us and and shows up early. Yeah, I I'm definitely wondering if Ghost. I just don't think Ghost of Tsushima is going to be a 2019 release. No. So it's it's probably going to be Last of Us, and it'll probably be like December, if if it is coming out this year. But I mean, if it's in the final stages of development, I don't know. That's that's really rushing things, man. It's it's hard to think because this is really the year then for. And I mean, we can do an E three. We'll do an E three preview podcast soon. Um, but this is really Microsoft's year to uh, take the ball and run with it. If Sony is going to have nothing this year. Um, and kind of run forward into the next generation, essentially. Uh, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think that the that Sony made so much money last year. I almost, <laughs> I I'm serious. Like it's a weird, it's a weird thing to say, but I feel like they stacked so much last year that it's almost like. Hey, let's pepper you with some announcements. Let's let you know what's coming, and then I feel like, I feel like they're all they're almost gonna be like, year in year out kind of stuff. Where like next year we'll see Death Stranding, we'll see Last of Us Two if they push it, we'll see Ghost of Tsushima tech. Like so, I I, feel, I don't know, I don't know if they messed up by like stacking so many releases last year because they had a crazy big year last year. Um, right. The only thing I think that they could shadow drop is uh, 
Uh, Sony Interactive Japan, I know, was working on a remake, I think, which could be like Team Ico, or it could even be um, like Meta. Uh, I had heard like through the rumor that like they would potentially make re- be me uh, be remaking uh, Metal Gear Solid Two. So okay. it's like if 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 they shadow dropped that, that would be pretty big. But but just Last of Us coming out this year would be more than enough. Like not 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 as consumers, but like for from a business standpoint, I think it would make them enough money with how much money they made last year. I don't know. That's just me kind of kind of shooting the you know what. I, I don't yeah. I don't I don't stick up for it. Like I don't condone like dropping a million titles in one year and then nothing in the next year. I'd rather you spread it out. But I feel like maybe that's kind of the stance they're taking. Seth could be right about the state of play because Microsoft's going to have a ton of stuff. Like I mean I don't know if we want to get into that, but a lot of us can speculate as to what Microsoft's going to have. So uh, ju- to just have a ten minute state of play versus whatever Microsoft's going to bring would be literally a knife a knife to a gunfight kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that days gone was kind of, I think it was probably the momentum of it. They intended for it to last longer. Yeah. Um, and it kind of flopped on the way out. So yeah, that that's why we're feeling like, okay, what is there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, they brought it up during the, uh, there's a there's a Destiny specific podcast on IGN called Fireteam Chat, um, but they brought up like if Sony isn't going to have a presence this year, where are they going to talk about Destiny stuff? Since they've been so intertwined, you know what I mean. And they yeah. always talk about the new stuff during the Sony press conference. Um, so that's that's also an interesting little snippet, like is uh, are they going to have a new um like brand affiliation or are they just going to go off by themselves and make their own announcements and stuff like that well technically bungie could do their own thing now because they're pretty much they they pretty much own all the rights if i'm not mistaken yeah, they're they're free so as they, a bird i feel like they don't need i mean bungie's I mean, with the, the the big destiny announcements have come from like independent streams from bungie like like they've been part from what I am, rem- I may be remembering incorrectly, but from what I can remember from the stuff that we we've seen at E3, it's never there haven't really ever been big Destiny announcements. I'm I'm pretty sure they did the Forsaken trailer during that weird downtime in between the two stadiums hmm. that they moved people, or it was the or it was another one. I remember, or that was Call this. of Duty. It was one of it the was two. Something, you're right. There was definitely some kind of trailer, but it could have been Call of Duty. But there, um, but the thing with that is, there's also not a big, there's also not big Destiny content that is, yeah, releasing a, in that kind of window. That's what I was gonna ask: is if Destiny's two is pretty much on its way out, as far as like content's concerned, like new content. I mean, they've got uh, another part of their season pass coming up, but those are, okay. those aren't like. Those aren't Forsaken level expansions. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. This state of play has opened some things up, and um, with that, let's move on to uh, Ubisoft, mm-hmm. which it's really interesting. Um, there, they announced that Skull and Bones was being delayed past 2019 indefinitely. 
Um, and they had a huge Ghost Recon Breakpoint announcement last mm-hmm. week, which we talked about because it got leaked early. Typical Ubisoft level stuff. <laughs> um, Purpose, but, like we got to purposefully. Like I think, I think <laughs> it's done on purpose now. Like yeah. I might be like a Stephen Hyde conspirator, but like, come <laughs> Tin on, foil hat Ubisoft yeah. guy. Um, but so they they said in an earnings call, um, I think that. Um, they're going to have four AAA games released by March of next year. Um, and the only one announced is Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yep. So I know what Seth's guess is going to be. Yeah, it's Watch Dogs 3, correct. baby. Yeah, it's go- the second one's going to be Watch Dogs 3, baby. Yeah, we'll probably this get that. I think, I think we'll get that this E3. Bruh, right. like, but, but this year release? Oh yeah, um, I think it'll be yeah, in the Assassin's Creed slot. Bruh. They've been they've been teasing they there's been a lot of rumors about it being like a London based one, I think. Yeah. Could I mean we I, see Sorry, did you did you pose the question of what the games might be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go for it. So I'm Seth Seth's probably right. So that would that would be two, right? Yeah. Watch Dogs three, breakpoint. What about do we do we see Beyond Good and Evil two happening like February next year? Mm, oh, that's that's interesting. That's bold. That's I wasn't actually going to say that, but that's huh. My guess was much more conservative. Um, I'm just wondering, and, like, and honestly, I thought my guess was going to be your guess. Man, but it could Beyond Good and Evil two come out by March? Oh, or are they going to do another Far Cry in February of next mm, year? I could see that. But they I don't love... know. They just they just released New Dawn. But I mean, Far Cry Five and New Dawn were a year apart. Yeah, but uh, New Dawn used used the used assets from Far Cry Five. Yeah. Um, I don't know though. Do you consider that a AAA title still? Hmm. Uh, not really. Yeah. So I guess. But they might. Yeah. Some of it's subjective. I no no Assassin's Creed this year for sure. No Assassin's Creed this year. Because yeah. I know they said that the one year, and then they kind of shadow dropped it on everybody. We're we're I I bet we're gonna get a Rayman. Ooh, baby! I don't, I don't know if that would if that would be in this group of four games. I I think that's right. I think they would do like a really probably like a minimal kind of like digital drop or something for Rayman. Four triple A games. He doesn't get the love. Splinter Cell. Hmm. I think Jason Schreier confirmed that there's not a Splinter Cell being worked on right now. No offense to Seth, I'd rather have a Splinter Cell than a Watch Dogs. No, <laughs> well, no look, that's fine, but you're getting another Watch Dogs. <laughs> you're getting <laughs> soon. You can shut the hell up. That's fine. Uh, I have your opinion, but um, you're wrong. <laughs> um, I don't mind that you don't care for it, but it's coming out, baby. I didn't play Watch Dogs 2. To me, Watch Dogs 2 looked way better, but I just... I couldn't you, do it. You would you would like Watch Dogs too. I think I would. I'm I'm just still like I don't know what <laughs> they could be releasing. Well, okay, it's, so they they just came out with the trials, which trials to me isn't a triple A game. Right. But they just came out with the trials. We for sure have breakpoint. I think Seth hit the nail on the head with Watch Dogs three, either holiday or in that February Far Cry slot. But they could do another Far Cry because they've beat that franchise to death. And then no Splinter Cell. So Beyond Good and Evil 2 or like Steep 2 or something like that. Like I, I've got an idea. 
Prince of Persia. Oh man, don't don't you dare. That's too good. Like that's That's too good. Yeah, it's too good that's, to be a real thing. That is that is too solid. And I I hope you're right. I really do. But I don't I don't want to think about it. Uh this is one. Um now it's it's weird cuz I know they've been adding content for it and so I don't know that they would straight up release a sequel but for honor came out in in 2017 so it seems like that could be oh guys are they counting just dance no that's not a triple a game is it though i again this is a thing that i don't think would would fit into this what about a uh, another south park rpg that's possible yeah or uh, what about another mario rabbits that's. I was wondering if they had yeah. another Nintendo partnership yeah. up that their could, sleeve. That could be something. So I mean, it's, dude, uh, Mario Rabbids yeah. sold gangbusters. Yeah. So there, there are options out there, uh, and they could surprise us with another original IP that's somehow set in the Assassin's Creed universe, like yeah. all of them seem to be. No, you're not wrong. It's, yeah, Ubisoft. Uh, be, be they're gonna have a good E3. Stride. E3 they're, for them is gonna be good. They're they're hitting a the stride, man. They used to be a low point of E3. I agree. And now, now they're a high point. I agree. So, I mean, I, man, it's good. Good stuff. I even think Starlink is good. So, boom. I, I want to play Starlink. I can let you borrow it. Yeah, I have let's it, do it. And I enjoy it. So, um, do we Do we want to hit on Breakpoint quickly or? Yeah, yeah. I want to, because you played Wildlands. Yeah. So. Um, and I know we're running long. That's but okay. Ghost Recon Breakpoint is coming out. Um, it's basically Wildlands 2.0, it seems like. And you are fighting Shane from The Walking Dead. Which is fire. <laughs> um, or the Punisher, depending on what you know him from. And Or the guy you... in Wolf of Wall Street. I Was he in that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He had a mustache. <laughs> All right. That's probably why I don't recognize him. Uh, it's coming um, October 4th. October 4th. So, so it fits into that. It fits into that uh, threshold of four AAA games. Yep, and it is coming out three weeks after Borderlands Three. Ugh, and not a great time slot. Not a no. great time slot. But me and Seth will probably have beat Borderlands Three like three times by the time uh, it comes out if we play it multiple <laughs> Count times. Count me in. Count me in. <laughs> um, and yeah, it looks really cool. You can roll around in the mud. On purpose. Not a feature can- in the first game. Not a, not a feature in the first game. No. Uh, so much so that they spent about a three to four minute demo on <laughs> being able to do it. I um, love the injury system. Like that that adds so yeah, much to that the, looked really to the crazy. gameplay, I feel like. Um, I also, what is the name of the peninsula? Because oh, it felt like no. each of them said it differently. Well, and but it's the, like the or, the first or, game Aroa is in Bolivia Aroa? or so, the first game's in Bolivia or something like that. Like I'm probably wrong, but it's something like it was a real place in Wildlands, and then this the one's second fake. game is made up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it felt like each of the developers was saying it differently. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it looks really cool. And they said that there's going to be a raid in it, which is yep, dope. Yeah. Um, well, the division is it though. I mean, if you play a lot of the division, probably not, because the division two I think is adding their eight player raids this week. Right, but um, is 
this the type of game that needs a raid? It depends on what what context we're talking. What we're talking. I mean, if, I, it, if we're looking for a difficulty spike, Wildlands the first one's pretty easy. I mean, team based strategy stuff is fun. And there's there's classes in Breakpoint. There were there weren't classes in the in Wildlands. Yeah. There's there's classes and they want this game to have a sort of end game on a level, not like RPG like you know um, I forget division, but they mm-hmm. want it to have a life outside of it. And they were they did a lot of cool stuff like they had the Predator and uh, Wildlands. Yes. Yep. They they've done a lot of cool stuff, um, so they wanted to be a living world you can play in. Kind of more like it seems like in the mercenaries vein of a video game instead yeah. of like the division. They also added John Bernthal to Wildlands as like a as like a prelude into Breakpoint. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it because I traded it in, but uh, I saw some footage on it. I don't know. I think uh, we're reaching like a saturation point with these games trying to all turn into the same thing. I think Seth could be on to something too because uh, when I played Wildlands, I was like, they copied a lot from Division, and then I played Division 2, and I'm not done with it, but it's like, oh, they got a lot from Wildlands, and now I think Breakpoint is like the com- it's like the better game combining the best parts from Wildlands and Division 2. So, yeah. I don't know. I really think that this is going to be going for a more casual audience Sith. again then why does it need a raid and even (laughs) if you can even call what the product they will release like what is a raid for a casual audience like uh it would probably be more like a strike in destiny like a puzzle based boss all right well then don't call it that don't call it a raid because (laughs) that has a certain connotation of what it is and what the game is about because okay, of games I, like World of Warcraft. Okay, and I understand what you're saying. He doesn't like the vernacular. You, yeah, you don't like what they're calling it. So you'd rather it call it like a special op. Yeah. Or, yeah. That, that's um, a good term. Drop zone or something. Okay, like a stupid <laughs> name that they'd make up. All right, I get it. I, I can understand your anger now. I get it. But for some reason, because they want people to associate it with strategy puzzle stuff they're gonna call it a raid i don't know why but it's okay i get it and (laughs) it goes i i will not be surprised when the next assassin's creed game has raids in it and then the next watchdog is going to have some sort of raid um all of as much as we will have praised ubisoft for the good the the role that they're on they are going in a direction where all their games provide the same experience no you, i can definitely agree with that yeah they're getting samey but we'll see i just hope that their next rabbits mario game has a raid so <laughs> i hope rayman has raids too yeah it it transforms from a, a grid-based strategy game into like just for the raid into a third person cover base shooter dude yeah take my money dude <laughs> I would be all about that. Um, It would be terrible. So, all right. (laughs) (laughs) 
we we gotta talk about um we'll we'll end it here with uh talking about super mario maker 2 which they had a direct today all right guys 15 15 minutes full of information about this game um and it's i i it's hard to list everything because of how massive and fast the direct was moving but it's going to have a story mode. Mm-hmm. It's going mm-hmm. to have co-op. It's going to have yep. online co-op. Yeah, online um, versus. Yep, multiplayer. And online versus, which means people are going to make some weird deathmatch style stuff, I bet, um, which will be really cool. Um, you can have special clear conditions. Um, you can do cooperative building. So if you want to build with someone else, you can. Um, it also looked like they added, so Chris, Chris didn't play Mario Maker 1. I'm pretty sure none of us did. Nope. Um, but I know that one of the, yeah, it's just Mario, but one of the things was in order for you to like publish the level, you had to be able to beat the level yourself. Oh. So what this does is it, it includes like a ghost so you can see where you died and maybe you have to add like a couple pixels more to the jump. I'm pretty sure the previous game had that. Okay, well I it, they talked about it like it was a special thing mm-hmm. in this direct. Yeah, that's true. So did did the first game have the variances between the different games like the graphic styles? Yeah. Yes, okay. but not this many. Okay, okay. Yeah, there's definitely more uh more different objects you can use, more more enemies, more terrains. There's the whole new Super Mario 3D World um, style, which is you have to make entirely separate from the other ones. Um, the, like it's kind of weird because the, the cool thing about one of the cool things about the original game is you could build a level and you could like on the fly change if you wanted it to look like the original Super Mario uh, Bros or Mario 3 or Super Mario. Um, but and you can still do that. But this one also has the 3D World style, which uh, you have to build completely separate because it has a lot of um, objects and stuff that do not have uh, equivalents in the previous games in which they just, I guess, did not want to uh, make pixelated, pixel art versions of them. Mm-hmm. But th- it did look really cool. And um, there, it, it appears that there are they have made a system that will allow you to create levels that are based more than just around getting to the end of the level. Which is which I think is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for the car. <laughs> um, yeah, the fact that you can add like auto scroll to the levels, um, like moving water, moving lava. Um, the weird. So there's mechanics that haven't been in Mario games before, um, which. I'm reading about it says uh you know there's like sling swinging claws mm-hmm. where you can like treat it like a uh you know like a, a rope and hook. pitfall. Yep. Yeah. Um it's uh yeah. It's weird. I mean it's really cool looking and I'm excited to play it and I'm hoping that you guys get it too so that I can make ridiculous levels and send them to my friends. Yeah, this um this direct definitely made me more interested in it because like I the reason I didn't get the first one is because I don't know how much I would be interested in building levels, which is what the game is about. Um this the sequel seems to have um 
put an effort into making it um, appealing to people who do, are like who would are not super interested in building levels or wouldn't be good at it, and providing them with stuff to do and that different ways to play those. So that's I'm I'm definitely more interested yeah. in it now. Yeah, that's how, that would be how I would play. I don't have time to make the levels. I just don't. Well, then I'll be the resident level builder, yeah. and I'll make some weird, ridiculous levels for you guys to play. Yeah, but you got to be able to. You got to be able to finish them, though. <laughs> that's true. I yeah, that's definitely true. Um, I'm I'm really excited. The also it looked like the the menus in the game because we know how Nintendo's been about DLC lately. The menus in the game definitely looked like there was room for uh, yeah. There's more room for options. expansion. Yeah. yeah, which is cool. Um, and it makes it makes sense because um, I, I'm sure like this is a game that I think makes sense as a, a quote unquote platform video game because um, it's just it's it's not really it's not like you're adding story content you're just adding more tools they would just be adding more tools for people to make games because yeah. the content of this comes from other people mm-hmm. uh, and so it I think this is a game that would benefit from them adding new stuff to, to to work with definitely and it would make more sense than waiting for a whole nother game to come out that's true it's very interesting that nintendo was just like oh little big planet's a neat concept let's just do it and let people make their own full mario games yeah um and they're like you know whenever and I, um, I think it was Brian Altano that said this um, during a bit. Um, but he said there are two things um, that people will make once you give them a custom creator. Um, one is world or level one one from or world one one from Mario, and the other one is inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, when you get, <laughs> and it'll it'll always be those two things. And so Nintendo just was like, all right, well. Let's let people be able to make that themselves. Um, and that's the basis of this whole game. I wonder and... if they will ever, because uh, this question has been, like people have been asking for this basically since Mario Maker was announced, if we'll ever get a Zelda Maker. Ooh. Like a top-down, make-your-own-little-Zelda stuff. Because there are, there are plenty of different styles of Zelda game that you could, you know, that you could pull stuff from and change things in. Um, and that's just for like top down things, uh, so I think that would be cool. I don't know if they'll ever do it though. Could be a lucrative DLC, even though you're putting it under the Mario name. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think if they did it, that would be a standalone title. Yeah. Um, there was one weird thing that they tacked onto the end of this direct, which was this. The voucher. Yeah, this limited <laughs> time thing that they're doing, Nintendo Switch game vouchers, where you can buy two two vouchers for a hundred dollars. And use redeem them to download any, uh, any Switch title digitally, uh, for full price. Um, so like stuff like Super Mario Maker Two, you could redeem one for them, and something like Breath of the Wild, or mm-hmm. you know what have you. And I think they're any first party game that comes out. Um, and so you would, in theory, be saving twenty dollars on the two games, mm-hmm. as opposed to if you bought them both new. But you could probably get most of the games cheaper pre-owned anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, also the weird thing about it is that you have to be a Switch online subscriber. 
That's true, yeah. So you can't, you couldn't, like, you couldn't buy this for someone who isn't a Switch subscri- uh, Switch Online, subscri- Nintendo Online. What, I don't know what it's called. At, but I thought that was really weird that you have to be on online subscriber to be able to use this. Well, that's how they're making their 20 bucks back. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it's it's interesting that this game also is coming with, um, you know, it's it's coming with the, um, sorry, it's there's a ten dollar more edition, that's seventy, and it's coming with a year of the Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. Online. Yeah, um, which is half off of the usual. Because so this is a. I don't remember. I think you have to have a subscription online to be able to share games, but I don't think you have to have one to download games. Yeah. Because otherwise the game would be basically useless mm-hmm. if you didn't have online. Right. Yeah. Very but, interesting. Yeah. It's definitely leaning into the online thing. Which, uh, I mean, they're they're adding games to all the time. Hopefully they add uh, more and more. Yeah. And make it better. I wonder if they'll... They didn't talk about it, so probably not. I wonder if they'll have an app for this one. Yeah, it'll probably be attached to the uh, Nintendo Switch. The You know what I mean? The Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they, the have the, they, have the, they have the Nintendo Switch app, and right now, for the longest time, it was only Splatoon 2 you could do anything on, and then they just added stuff for Smash. So I wonder if this will have any. Or if, yeah. or if developers just forgot that it exists. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Um, but we appreciate you guys listening to us, even if we run a little bit long. Um, this is kind of a sad episode. Seth will be. Um, I will be in. Uh, I will be out of the state for like the next two months. Uh, I've got a cool summer job that i think is gonna be a lot of fun uh, but it will it, it will probably preclude me from being on regularly um i'm very glad that chris has decided that has chosen now to come back because it, uh, I, I feel a little bit better about leaving on in in this case uh for this temporary basis but also be showing up especially for like e3 is coming around so it's really annoying the timing of it but i'll, yeah. I'll definitely be <laughs> I'll definitely still be here to contribute for big games, and I'm going to try to. Uh, I, it's a good thing that there are a lot of S- Switch games coming out this summer that I want because that will be the only uh, form of gaming that I have um, for a while. So I'm I'm excited, and I uh, will see the next time I'm on. Yeah, we will miss you, and. Um, we're excited too. This is kind of a, a real welcome home for Chris cause he's coming back, uh, full time for a while. So he'll even be back after Seth is back, um, oh, yeah. in late July. So you, uh, better get used to hearing his voice, uh, as well as ours. Cause we're, it's not slowing down. <laughs> we're going to pass episode a hundred. Dang it. Oh, I dang. Can feel it. We're, we're getting there. We're coming. So. I have to go back and get all of our suplex certifieds for episode 100. Yeah, um, that'll be a fun one. So look forward to that. Far Cry um, 5 will not be on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, probably not. I, I don't think we did. No. Um, but yeah, 
And with that, we appreciate you listening, and we will talk at you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.